Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back for another edition of This Beats It All, a podcast from discussions on the craft of screenwriting, uh, represented by Save the Cat. Jose, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well, Guy. How about you? Not too bad. Heard you had a workshop a couple weeks ago. How'd that go? Hey, uh, oh, lo- workshops are great. Yes, you know, uh, I always enjoy doing the workshops because I think it's a great, uh, really, opportunity for writers to kind of get away from, you know, your own little dungeon, whatever that means. Maybe it be your local Starbucks or your own basement. But it's a great opportunity to really, you know, go out and, as Blake would say, go and pitch your stuff. And in a workshop, I mean, it's probably the best way, place to do it because, in truth, you're, it's a very, very safe place. And everybody's just kind of starting off at the same place in their, in their own story. Yeah, and it's just, you know, being able to interact with other writers and, you know, just throw things out right away and pitch things out right away and know if it's working or not working immediately. Yeah. As opposed to finding out later, you know, six months later, you know, that, you know, there's one little thing that's missing in your setup that kind of led you off, you know, the wrong path. Yeah, I've been writing for six months and now you tell me that the second act is is not good. What? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, it's funny thing that you did mention now the second act because there's this in this particular workshop. It's funny. Each workshop kind of has its own theme of what's kind of going on. And in this workshop, it's funny that, you know, when people were pitching out, you know, their beats, you know, as we go to the beats, when they go into the break into two beats specifically, they kind of just pitch it out and say, okay, now we're moving into the second act, right? Or whether we call it even the upside down world. But I think there's more into when we talk about the break into two beats. It's, it's more than just telling us, telling your audience, telling your reader that we're moving into the second act. But I think it's also an opportunity for the writer to really tell the audience, you know, what the goal is, what the external goal is for your hero. You know, what's this clear, tangible, external goal? Where and I can't are we say going? It. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of have to say it that way. Because it's important for the audience to know where this story is going and know that your hero is actively pursuing this goal. It's, it's the easiest way for the audience to know if your hero is achieving something or failing. Good point, yeah. You know, and that's really the only way we kind of gauge, you know, kind of where if the story is actually moving towards something. So it's important to know what's that clear, tangible goal. And, you know, when you have that break into two beats, and again, like when I tell, you know, writers, it's not just simply, okay, we're going to slide into the second act. No, make it, you know, how's your hero being active in this story? Give us some punch in going into that second act. Yeah, exactly. Because, again, we want to make sure that, one, that your hero is actively moving throughout the story. And two, it's, it's like I said, for the audience, we need to know if this story is actually moving towards something or away from something, which is the clear, tangible goal. And, you know, it's it's a lot of times it's like, you know, we can't simply say, and Blake even mentions this in the book, you, know, you can't say you want world peace as the goal. We don't even know when that's, ex- that's going to happen. You know, so, so you have to find the ways to make that very tangible. You know, look at something like American Beauty, which, you know, great movie. Oh, classic. And it's, it's you know, it's, you know, the Kevin Spacey character. This is a guy who just simply wants to relive his youth again. You know, he wants to be young again, you know, Lester Burnham. And the way the, you know, uh, Alan Ball, who wrote it, gave him that clear, tangible goal was simply by, you know, Sorry to say this, but uh, he wanted to have sex, you know, with the Mina Savari character, Angela Hayes, who happens to be, you know, the best friend of his daughter. By having that clear goal, and we could see whatever that Lester was doing was clearly towards achieving that goal. Wanting to be younger, wanting to feel younger, trying to be cool again. It was his way of trying to say that I want to be young again. So for us, the audience, you know, every time you see him trying to be cool, whether we felt icky or not of him doing it, you know, we were still engaged in the story because we knew where it was taking us. 
you know, and, and, and that's the kind of the importance of having really a clear, tangible goal for the audience. We can kind of see that road, that road ahead. Plus, we're going to be able to figure out if he reaches a goal. Yeah, yeah. And we know also how hard it becomes to achieve that goal because we see the goal. Right? So we know if it's going to be easy or hard. Obviously, we want it to be hard you know, for the hero. And, and it makes us also know if he's going about it the wrong way or the right way. So it's important to have you know, that clear, tangible goal when you have that break into two. I think it's interesting, too, for American Beauty that it's kind of a flawed goal. I mean, really, it's, it's creepy. It's, most normal people would not do that. But it's, it's flawed, and that really gives a lot into his character, too, of what's, of what's wrong with him. It, it works very well with the genre of the story, which is it's a rites of passage. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's going through a midlife crisis, and as we say with the genres of, of a rites of passage, you know, it's, the hero has a midlife crisis. You know, he's going about the wrong way dealing with the crisis, which is exactly what uh, Lester Kevin Spacey was doing. And in the end, you know, he realizes that you know he was doing it the wrong way. So you know, it, so it worked well. And you are right; it's 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 a flawed goal, you know. But it does it worked very well for this story. Yeah, for that story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of quick questions though for you, as far as with a clear goal. And in case of an ensemble piece, for example, you have different people should be striving for the same goal. Can you mix and match? What what's your take on that? I think you know, depending also on what kind of story, because like you know, a lot of uh, like say. An ensemble story would be like disaster movies, or you know, right. clear, or you know, are ensemble movies where you have several characters that we're following, and they all have one goal, which is you know either move away from where the asteroid is going to la- hit the Earth, get out of the or, burning building, you know, get away from the monster or whatever it is. So they all have that clear goal. In that sense, it's it's easier to have that you know that tangible goal as we break into two for them, and we know that everyone, all of them, is heading towards just one clear goal, really to stay alive in a place you know that you set up but there are also other movies like you know one of my favorites you know is, is love actually clear ensemble story several storylines going on several characters going on and when i say going on having their own storylines independent of one another right but in each storyline they all have clear goals which is you know get the love of my life or whatever that means for them for the young kid you know that the, the son of liam neeson it's about getting the girl he has a crush on even that kira knightley character uh, with andrew lincoln who's now in the walking dead uh, his was his story was you know also how to win her over although in the end he realizes because he's just now married to his best friend you know but so there are a lot of characters there and a lot of storylines going on to you know show us that they're all going after specific goals that are specific to their storylines but it's really all in in a way because they're all tied in thematically we know that this story is about you know whatever you know it's about realizing what love is to them for them in their particular lives in that sense you know at least each one just i guess kind of to answer your question yes they still have each one still has its own goal even though we may have several storylines going on i think that's what ties it in it's because each one we can follow each story clearly because we all know that they're all going after a particular goal as opposed to having just two that have clear goals and the rest kind of don't have any goals then you kind of end up saying why do i even need those stories so in that case an ensemble piece really works well because the theme you're trying to state isn't going to be the same the answer for the theme isn't going to be the same for each person so in this case that really works well by showing all the different ones even though the goals are the same, the, the means, the theme in the end really changes a little bit from story to story. Yeah, and it's not really, coming from, for me, it's not even in the theme changes, but you're really showing because they're all tied in together by the theme. You know, but it's always kind of in any theme, there's many, it's not just two arguments. Any theme can have so many arguments as to how to go about dealing with a particular theme. And each story, I guess, represents, you know, one argument of that theme. Or what? Or one? Not even argument. One representation of the theme. Is it you know puppy love? Is it forbidden love? Is it true love? But still, we see them all going after 
that goal in that particular story. However, they translate or represent, you know, that theme that's going on. That's a that's a good good example. Well, hey, believe it or not, we're out of time. Time flies. I know we need to ask for an extension one of these days. Well, let let folks listening know you can find us in a couple different places. You can find uh, the podcast on iTunes. Uh, just search under Save the Cat. You can also stream it on the SaveTheCat.com website. You can leave uh, comments on the podcast, questions, that kind of thing. So look forward to hearing from you guys. And Jose, with that, we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. Hey, thanks again, guys.